What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Agency Vision Show. This is Andrew, and today we're talking about how you can help one ideal fit client solve a costly problem. This is point number four in our Agency Freedom Manifesto, and Gray, welcome aboard, brother. Andrew. How are we doing today? Buddy, I'm doing great. Love How's it. your Friday going? We're recording this on a Friday. I realize people live know it's Friday. Everybody listening to it on the podcast feed. No it's like, idea. Man, that's not Friday. Yeah. You got a one in seven chat. I'll take it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, dude, today we're talking about a big topic. And it's kind of a controversial topic, too. But we like controversy. Love it. So hit me up. Sell me right now. Why should I help one ideal fit client solve a costly problem? I'm going to go full nerd on you here. As I was writing up some notes for this ahead of time, I said, you know what? This is really not unique to us. And so I was thinking back through, I saw a tweet the other day from Pete Caputa, uh, current CEO at Databox, but formerly started and ran the partner channel at HubSpot and has worked with tons of agencies. And he basically wrote a tweet saying the exact same thing, just in a slightly different uh, form. And then I thought, nope, this isn't even Pete who came up with this originally. This goes back to our man Newton. So I want to start there which is just what we all learn early on, the second law of motion. You guys remember Newton's three laws? I'm sure you remember the, at least the name Newton. That's probably, for most of us, probably about all, <laughs> all we remember, if we're being honest. But basically, we've got, you know, acceleration of an object is depends directly on the force applied to it and is inversely related to the mass of the object itself. So mass in this equation equals the variables that you have in your business. And how fast your agency is going to grow or get results is going to depend directly on the same thing, the force, the inputs that you have, the time, the resources that you put into it, but then is inversely dependent on the mass. And that mass is those variables. And those variables are the types of clients that you serve, the disparate services that you offer, the team that you need to deliver it, all the different client uh, engagement types. Like all, There's so many different variables that go into it. And so this is really just a restatement specific to agency life of an age-old principle here mm -hmm. given to us by Sir Isaac Newton himself oh. of, listen, the less distracted you are, the more you take that limited energy and resources that you have, focus it down into one thing. Yeah. I like, can I, can I add an analogy here too? It's not quite yeah, as old I, as I was going to say, I'm going to let, I'm going to let you go here because I could ramble on. I want to get practical and less theoretical right now. So I'll let you start from there and then I want to get into the practical benefits. Okay. So I'm going to take, I don't know if this is practical, but it is an illustration. Back to World War II. I'm going to talk about the evolution, well, I always of, like this. the evolution of tank warfare. We'll take it back a step. We'll go back to World War I first. And um, you know, you've got, on the American side, obviously I'm an American, come from this, like General Pershing in charge of the Allied forces, or the American forces rather. And you've got General Patton, General Eisenhower. They're not generals yet, but they're under that tutelage. And both of them are like really in, enamored with the idea of tank warfare and like how it can change things. And Eisenhower was actually running a tank training um, group down in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania during the First World War. And it was what is so crazy about all of this is when you think about the way tanks worked in World War One, you'd line them up. And just like there's a whole trench warfare in World War One, like long distributed lines. And then you try to move across those lines in one like unified wave. And that was that was fine. You know, that was the way that the 
the technology worked at the time, the way everyone applied it. And then we, we fast forward just a few years into World War II, like tanks have evolved a good bit. Like they've become a lot faster. And the the Nazis were very good at leveraging their tanks. And they had the Blitzkrieg tactic. And why did that work so well? Because instead of spreading your forces across thinly across a long line, you compiled your forces across one line like a spear. You punctured through the line and you just kept driving. You kept pushing. And so you're able to make a lot of progress, drive a lot of energy into one specific spot very, very quickly because you put all of your focus behind one point. Instead of spreading it out across the whole line like the old the old military thoughts of the day were, like you center those, you put a lot of pressure there and you just drive right forward. So when it comes to your limited resources, your time, your ability to market, your ability to message, your ability to lead your team, like what are the, what's the one thing you want to put all of your collective force behind, like your whole team united around one point to just drive right through it. That's what we're talking about here today. That is a great illustration of just focusing the energy. I was on a call with an agency yesterday who is working through this positioning piece and we'll get into, um, well, actually let me go right there right now. Like the challenge with this, so many agencies, how many agencies out there like offer positioning or branding as part of what they do initially yeah. mm-hmm. and yet they're poorly branded and poorly positioned. Um, which brings us to, you mentioned yesterday, um, phrase that comes from David Baker, at least that's the latest iteration. Who knows where all these phrases come from, but you can't, it's like trying to read the label of the jar from inside the jar. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard to do it yourself. So, um, working with an agency who's going through the foundation piece of our accelerator program and trying to figure out what is that positioning. Um, and was saying, uh, kind of, giving me a recap of the model that um, Drew McClellan at Agency Management Institute has talked about. Of He's definitely in favor of focusing, but kind of has a nuanced view of uh, create a niche, but you, sh- you want to be more stable than just having one leg. So create the stool model where you have three different legs. And we're just kind of walking through the same illustration of uh, diversification makes sense, but yeah. just like when you're assembling this stool, like you put one thing on at a time. Mm-hmm. So you need to master one to earn the right to move on to the next one. And the fastest way to build the thing is to just go get one thing done and move on to the next thing. Focus the limited resources and inputs that you have yeah. um, in one direction. But what the other thing I love about your illustration is here's what worked well in the 19 teens, the tens. What do we call these? They'd be the teens. We'll go with the teens, I guess. I'm not even sure. I should know. <laughs> I know we go from the aughts, we get to the twenties, the roaring twenties, the teens, the tens. Somebody correct me on this. Please. Um, Help us. But here's what worked in the time. And so we're still operating off of this model where you're the local like we've still got a holdover effect of you're the local agency model, you know, the local yeah, geographic uh, marketing agency who provides all the services for the local businesses mm-hmm. that are there. And now that the internet has changed, the times have changed, we need a new approach. And so the new approach is instead of doing everything, all the services, all the client types, because it's geographically limited, mm-hmm. now we need to become specialists in order to scale and stop struggling, which is what Pete was getting at. Uh, Pete Caputo from Databox again, to go back to what he had tweeted out, just saying, if you, his tweet says, if you're a small marketing agency and still offering different services to any prospect, please do this. First, pick one service. Two, pick one industry. 
Three, build a site offer for that service or industry. And four, interview and feature your target customers and your content. We'll get more into that. But he closes his tweet saying, I'm tired of seeing y'all struggle. So first of all, Pete's up in Boston. For him to say y'all. I feel like he's commandeering that phrase a little bit. No, I'm just giving him a hard time. But uh, it's so true. Like so many agencies are struggling. That's why this manifesto exists. That's why we're having this conversation is because this model is fundamentally broken and we need yep. to change it. It is. So a few practical benefits. We don't need to go deep into this. I think everyone kind of gets it. But when you focus on this stuff, you get really deep into, Andrew, um, like getting inside your customer's head. And yeah. the more mastery that you build, the benefits of knowing your customer's problems before they tell you or thinking their thoughts before they tell you. Yeah. Let me talk about that for a second in terms of the benefits of focus there. Yeah, sure. And I think it's good to identify what does one ideal fit client mean? Because does it mean one industry? Does it mean like one type of company? What is it? And so the way we want to define one ideal fit client is just from the beginning, this is a, a group of buyers that exist in the market with a, a commonly expressed pain. They could all be in one industry. They could be in a variety of industries. But the easiest way to get in front of these people is to find pockets of community where they already exist. And so that's why industry is a typically an easy avenue to get to because if you help – like if you help um, – manufacturing companies that are making uh, you help manufacturing companies get more leads through their website pretty simple illustration where do manufacturing companies hang out like it's kind of easy to find those groups of buyers um, the more nuanced you get here like the more the, the broader that that definition of ideal fit client can be but I don't want you to come to it and just say oh I only have to I can only work with lawyers or I can only work with roofers like whatever it is it's not just industry it is what is a common group grouping of buyers out there that have a shared pain. And mm -hmm. from what we found running through this process with a lot of people is it's likely going to be industry, but a pocket within an industry, which gets really cool because there's a lot more variety when you get to that depth than otherwise. So the more time you spend here too, like the more you're going to know who these people are. And that that's what that's why I love this this principle of knowing their thoughts before they think them. The more time you hang out with them, like the better you're going to be, the better connected you're going to be, um, the more you'll be able to see trends and match patterns. Um, so like when I'm talking with an agency owner on the phone, like we've we've worked with over 1,300 at this point, like had consulting conversations with them, had them as clients, like interviewed them on the podcast, whatever. Like I know this space really, really well because we've been hanging out here for eight years. Um, and so when, when they describe a problem to me, I can understand what, what the problem looks like, how the pains are expressed. They're going to explain that to me, but I also know when that's fixed, what the next problem is going to be. And then what the third problem is going to be because we've been here long enough and we've put in the time, we've made the hard decision once that makes every other decision easy. And if you can unlock that for your clients, it allows you to be in a spot where you know them really well and you can articulate to them an irresistible offer because they don't know the path ahead. They feel the pain. They feel stuck. They want that pain to be solved. But if they were the experts, they wouldn't need you. They wouldn't be asking you. You see, the patient doesn't lay on the table in surgery and tell the surgeon what to do, right? They want that tumor removed. So you are the surgeon that helps that specific type of client get rid of that one specific pain. Don't listen to them as they tell you what to do. You lead them on the journey. So that's why spending so much time there is important because you know their current challenge and how to fix it, their next challenge and how to fix it, their third challenge and how to fix it. And that's why Pete's advice is great for the starter because that's the first place to start. One service, one industry, that's great. Like that, That's where you get your feet wet. 
But then when, what happens once you've given them leads? What's the next problem? Okay, right. now they have leads and you've helped them work their sales process. What's the next problem? Like how do you continue to solve their problem so you become irreplaceable as a growth partner? Not just as an executioner, like I do these things, but we are the source of insight and expertise to help you continue to grow and continue to evolve as we help your business grow. That's how you build something that's sustainable and that gives you freedom because you can leverage it. Yeah. And we'll be talking about, I mean, the next point in the manifesto here is all around focusing on the solution, not on the services themselves. And the beauty of moving in this direction, focusing on one specific type of client who you're going to help, and then focusing in on what's that costly problem that you're solving for them, that solution just continues to get better over time uh, in the HubSpot ecosystem right now, the flywheel is like the word of the year for 2019 and you're seeing this all over the place and there's this there i mean they're right there's a flywheel from marketing to sales to service back to marketing through referrals but the whole flywheel gets accelerated when you focus in on solving one specific kind of the piece that the flywheel leaves out because hubspot doesn't have a positioning tool yet is um <laughs> How are you set up to serve one specific you note? Know, do you know your by by focusing in and kind of following this path, which is the fastest path to mastery, mm -hmm. you then unlock all the benefits of knowing those pains before they tell you. The fact that you understand those builds trust. That trust earns new business. Mm -hmm. The mastery that you have delivers results. Those results make you irreplaceable. Your irreplaceability yeah. allows you to actually charge what you're worth. Your ability to charge what you're worth allows you to invest in your team and allows you to invest in that result. The result gets better. The flywheel continues. You're able to bring on new team members. They benefit from that feeling of mastery. Mm -hmm. They benefit from feeling this clear sense of identity that they have. They refer more good team members to the team. Like the whole process gets better. You become more irreplaceable. The flywheel continues and continues and continues. Um, and it's so cool to see when it's done well and put in action. Um, it's certainly not, you know, that, that initial decision is hard, like we've talked about. And there's hard decisions yeah. all along the way. Um, but all the benefits of focusing in on the solution mm -hmm. for a costly problem for yeah. a specific type of client unlocks that whole flywheel. Um, effect. Yeah. And one pushback we hear from people is like, won't I get bored if I'm just focusing on solving one problem all the time? And I kind of laugh at it and say, absolutely not. Like I not laugh. Like that's a legit fear. Cause like a lot of us are creative and that's like how we get our, our creative juices flowing. It's like, I'm going to walk into this client. I'm going to help them like apply all my knowledge to their situation. And it's like, it's going to be fantastic. Um, it doesn't actually end up working out that way. Most of the time. Um, let's just be, let's be real. Um, but there's so much more value and so much more freedom in you as the entrepreneur, you as the visionary, focusing your creative efforts on solving the system. What's the path that helps those type of buyers get to where they're trying to go? You put mm -hmm. your energy there. You're not in your business anymore. I was talking to, to two agency owners yesterday from California. Awesome, awesome, extremely smart business owners. And... She put it so concisely. She said, I've spent the last 20 years building other people's businesses and I want to mm. have some time to build mine. <laughs> it's like, give me like goosebumps. It's like, ain't freaking men. That's the problem here is we as our agency folks spend all of our time, all of our energy trying to delight these clients. 
but we're going about it all wrong because the model's broken. If you follow the right model here and you just obsess over helping one type of client solve their costly problem, you perfect that path. You become the master guide on that journey of desperation to desire. And you run that thing over and over and over again. And it's like a SaaS. The more a SaaS grows, the more development the team does, the more pushes that they create, the platform gets stronger and stronger. And everybody benefits from it. This is the same thing. The better you get at solving these problems, the more all of your clients will benefit from it. The more your team will benefit from it because definite like expectations are defined. Like mastery mm-hmm. can be achieved here. Like there's no chaos. You can filter for good fit clients so you don't have those life-sucking clients that kill the team morale and cause team members to leave. You can charge a premium so you can pay your team really well and not worrying about the agency down the street or across the country plucking them from you. This is the fastest path to mastery. Make that hard decision. It's like David Baker said when we talked to him at Agency Journey Live last time. This is the only industry where we even have to have this conversation. <laughs> Every other industry is like, duh, this is, this is a given. Um, yep. So just do it. That's awesome. Couldn't say it any better. That's a good place to wrap up. Let's roll. All right, guys. Thanks so much for checking this out. Again, this is point number four on the Agency Freedom Manifesto. If you go to zenpilot.com slash manifesto, you can check out all 10 points of the Agency Freedom Manifesto. These are the points that we feel strongly about that are going to help you go from an agency where you're stuck inside the business, where you're a slave to the business, where it tells you what you need to do, and you make a transition to a business that delivers you the freedom you were looking for when you ventured into this world of entrepreneurship. So head over to zenpilot.com slash manifesto to learn more about what we're talking about here. And if you want to learn about the agency freedom model, which is our path out, this is the proven model that we're helping agencies all around the world implement every single day to build that business that delivers the freedom they're looking for. Head over to zenpod.com slash model and you can learn more about that guy there. Until next time, rock on. We'll see you.